Are you the kind of gal who isn't interested in how things used to be in the hair industry, who wants to hear from ladies who are paving their own way while making waves? Well then, She Makes Waves is for you. excited to have Crystal Wavio on the show. I met Crystal at Ember Hair Retreat in Palm Springs last February. Crystal is so humble and down to earth, but she's also a very accomplished bridal, updo specialist, independent educator, and salon owner. She is an introvert, a natural beauty enthusiast, traveler, manifester, and so much more. When I met Crystal, she was wanting to tap into the education market and start hosting her own classes. And since then, she has made that dream a reality, hosted multiple classes, and been invited to work in other people's salons, teaching their teams how to do hair her way. Crystal, thank you so much for coming on the show today and talking with us. I know how busy of a gal you are. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) Yeah, so can you tell us a little bit about how you came to today? Because I actually don't know that part of your story. I've been here for about 15 years now. And uh, my first job was in an upscale salon and spa. And I was there for about five years. Our team was awesome. We got along so well. In fact, some of us are still friends and we get together once a month or so. Um, So it was a really great place to work. And then there was actually a fire. And unfortunately, the owner did not rebuild the salon as a salon and spa. She actually sold the building, what was remaining. And so we were all out of a job. And then I decided, well, I was married at the time. We had a house not too far from where the salon was. And I decided to open up a little salon in the house. And I took my clients to my parents' kitchen while we were... (laughs) Putting it, yeah, to like do color and cuts while we were getting the salon ready at the house because I didn't have anywhere to work and I didn't want to get a new job while I was doing this because I knew it was only going to take maybe a month or so to get it ready. So yeah, I did hair out of my parents' kitchen for about a month and everyone was super cool about it. Like my clients are troopers. <laughs> people love their hair people. Yeah. They will do anything. Yeah. I, I'm so grateful for the clients that I have there. They stick with me f- through a lot. So um, yeah, we opened the little salon in the house and I had that for about three years and then more lemons got divorced I could not stay in the house Um, he didn't stay in the house so I was kind of figuring out what I wanted to do I didn't want to go back to work for anyone else I really liked my independence um, working for myself so I started looking at possibilities of opening a small salon in a retail space and it took several months but I did end up finding the perfect spot it wasn't on a main street it's kind of hidden what I wanted I didn't want like a big storefront where I was getting walk-ins all the time because I had my clientele um, I didn't necessarily need to grow too much so yeah now I I have the salon where I'm at and I have two other girls that rent a chair for me and it's fun it's like I'm doing hair in my house but I'm not in my house <laughs> kind of the best of both yeah worlds. yeah yep yep and we we get along really well and 
if I'm not there, I feel comfortable with them running the show for a little while or yeah, it's working out really good. Yeah. Cause I mean, you're not there, you're there three days a week, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So can you tell us a little about the other avenue of your career because I've been loving looking at your new studio that you've been putting together. Thank so, you. So, I mean, very few people yeah. have one business, let alone two spaces that they work in. So. Yeah. I My passion is bridal styling. And I've really, over the last five years, I've really put a lot of heart and soul into that side of my business. So it's almost like I have two businesses now and I wanted a place to bring my bridal trials um, that was separate from the salon. Um, I really wanted them to have a more upscale experience and more intimate where if the other girls are blow drying their client's hair, I don't have to like yell into my bride's ear like, what did you say? Do you Uh, want it? Yeah. Do you you want want this this? tundra? What? I found this small studio space with amazing light. Like I have one wall that's all window and it's so pretty and I just love it so much. It's my my own space that I can do whatever I want. I can use it for creating, for filming tutorials, for my bridal trials and even like some mini styled shoots and I just love it so much. I love being there. I wish I could live there. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's such a cool concept that yeah. I actually haven't I, you're you're I think you're one of the only people I know that has, has done that and I think it's so cool because it's such a it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Felt like it was too even though I'm doing hair when I'm at the salon, I still feel like it's a completely different job as opposed to the bridal, bridal styling and working weddings and whatnot. So I just really wanted a separate space to bring my brides. And, well, I think it yeah. took guts to do that because yeah. a lot of people would have been like, well, I should be able to make this work, but like, it sounds like it feels like the energy feels very like zen. Yeah, it is. And it was scary. Like opening the salon was really scary, but I knew that I had my clients that were sticking with me. And then opening the studio was really scary, but I knew that I already had weddings booked out. So I'd be bringing clients there, but it's all really scary because it's a lot of money and you don't know exactly how everything is going to turn out. But so far, so good. Yeah. That's a good point that your clients give you the confidence Mm -hmm. sometimes. And I remember when I was ending my first business, the comb, I remember my clients, they didn't know it because they didn't know I was going through what I was going through. But they didn't realize what they were like reminding me who I was. Mm -hmm. Like here I am, I'd have days where I was like, oh, I don't know, (laughs) what am I doing? And like, this is hard. And then people would be like, well, not you. You don't don't take that kind of stuff. Or they'd be like, well, you're, the reason I love coming to you is because you, you look at life this way. And it's like, oh, that's right. That's 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 how I want to look at life. (laughs) I I lost it for a minute, but I think that's one of the gifts of having clients that like Mm -hmm. know you and love you. Yeah. It's like, like they, there's days where you forget. Like, oh yeah, what I'm you're not capable bitch. of. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I don't know where I would be without some of them. Honestly, they, no. they, they truly do make you see how much of a badass you are. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I guess it's cool because you're doing that for them, mm-hmm. and then it feels like when you do it from like the right place and from a really honest, like loving place, then, yeah. then you get it back tenfold. Yeah. Absolutely. But you still need to rest. So can we talk about that? Yeah. I was not good about resting. (laughs) So the first year that I had the salon, um, I was going through the divorce and all of that stuff. And it was just me 
in the salon for the first six months before I actually hired a or got a chair renter. So I, me and my my parents and some other family members helped building the salon. Like I had to do a ton of renovations. We had to build walls and stuff. And but at the same time, it was a good distraction in a way from what was going on in my personal and emotional life. But then, like a year into everything, I realized that I was working every day and I was letting myself go. And even though I was happy with working, I was feeling tired and run down and not happy with myself. So then that's when you probably know Nina of Passion Squared. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I got to get her on here because oh she is... God, uh, I love her so much. She's going to... She's awesome. Yeah, yeah. She's bringing the fire all yeah, the time. Yeah. So I came across her and her uh, business to um, really... It made me realized that I needed to start saying no and I needed to set boundaries because I was running myself ragged and I didn't like that. I didn't like how I was towards my friends and family and her insight. I felt like a lot of times I get text messages from her every day um, in the morning. It's like an automated thing and I felt like those text messages were exactly talking to me. Like, how do you know what's going on in my head right now? So that really helped me kind of put things into perspective and like realize that I need to chill out and I need to set boundaries and take time for myself. And yeah. I feel like Nina, when I I was thinking about it while you were talking, that when I started following Nina and seeing her work, and I can't even remember. Oh no, Gordon Miller Mm -hmm. turned me on to her. Okay. She's like, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta talk to Nina. Mm -hmm. And I remember her content being the first I'd ever seen of its kind and being like bothered by like the things she was saying and not by her because she is a truth teller and I love her, Mm -hmm. but being like, I don't know how I could do that. That like, that sounds great. Mm -hmm. Like taking time for myself or I remember one thing she said a long time ago that I keep thinking about recently is she was like, you're either a volume driven business or not. And, and, And she worded it better than that. But her whole thing was like, you're either seeing people at a lower price price point seeing a lot of them or you're going to become more of an experienced based business and you'll see fewer people and I remember not thinking that was an option for me and not seeing my value to the point of Mm -hmm. being like that's all great and I love that for other people but thinking that the only way for me to continue to grow was like to see more people and Mm -hmm. to run myself harder Mm -hmm. and I remember thinking that that was such an out of reach thing at the time when I saw her content and I think I was drawn to it and I instantly started working with her Mm -hmm. so it wasn't that I didn't love the concept it just didn't seem possible for me but it is possible. And it has been possible. And it I all think it just works. Yeah. And I think about how she said like volume driven business. And I, and I think about that all the time because I'm like, I used to see when I started my career, 15 people a day, then down mm-hmm. to working for myself and, and doing all my own shampoos and blow dries and seeing, seeing nine to eight people a day and now having an assistant and seeing five to seven a day and being yeah. like, Nina wasn't lying. Yeah. This is real life. Yes. And it makes you feel more empowered because 
you're taking time for yourself. You're saying no. You're setting a value on yourself. You're more than just what you produce. Yeah, yeah. She's amazing. I'm so glad that (laughs) she exists. I don't know. Again, I feel like she was before her time. Yeah. And her story is cool because like she, she didn't know. She just, her why was bigger than her and she Mm -hmm. didn't know how she was going to transition, but she did. And Mm -hmm. I feel like we all can. Yeah. And you have. Yeah. From a losing your job to making like lemonade. Yeah. Out of lemons. I feel like I'm getting pretty good at that. <laughs> I guess that's kind of the whole thing. And like I was listening to a yeah, I was listening to a podcast the other day and it said the more success you have and the more things in your life, like notorious BIG wasn't kidding, more money, more problems. Mm-hmm. You don't have less problems the higher you climb. You just have a better handle on how to deal yeah. with them. Yeah, how to navigate things. Yeah, when you've picked yourself up off the ground yeah. more than once, you start getting up quicker. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. It's like totally true. Again, Brene Brown. It's like mm-hmm. your ass might be faced down the arena, but if you're not in the arena, keep your comments to yourself, you know? <laughs> yeah, I like that. But yeah. So as far as you know, being an introvert and mm-hmm. a hairstylist, it has to come with its own set of challenges. Oh, definitely. Yeah. What are some of the challenges that you have and how have you set your business up after meeting Nina mm-hmm. to better serve you and who you are? I let some people go. Honestly, I let some clients go that were a little too high maintenance or that sucked too much energy from me or that were too uh, negative. Like, I mean, I still have the times when, you know, a client's having a bad day. And of course, as stylists, we listen to their problems and give our input when it's necessary. Or so you do absorb a lot of their energy and it can really tire you out. But I started looking, I took a step back and I looked at my clientele as a whole. And then I figured out who wasn't, who was drawing the most energy from me and that I would be okay with letting go. It sounds terrible, but sometimes you have to do that. Did that over the last few years. I started letting clients go, really setting boundaries of these are the days, these are the hours that I'm going to work. So almost organically fell into place, but you do still have to cut some people out. This is a beautiful timing because the week before your episode is my firing episode. Oh. A solo episode oh. by yours truly. Oh, man. Talking about four fireball offenses. Oh, so coming on the heels of that, mm. people already know what to do. Yeah. So yeah. Did, did thank you, you for sharing. Did you know that we could fire clients? We can totally <laughs> fire clients. Who knew? I didn't know. I started doing it at my first salon and I... I didn't know if I had permission. It just was yeah. like, I think I'm done. Like you could I, say no. Yeah, I think I'm done with this. I'm not driving with this girl. Let's uh, tell her that. And that's just honoring them and yeah. you. And yeah, yeah, so I feel like that is, that's just life. Yeah. Yeah, being introverted, people can really suck your energy. And then you need to go sit in a quiet room for three hours and not do anything. Or go somewhere pretty and absorb nature and sunshine and yeah rejuvenate that way I don't know I I take a lot of vacations <laughs> yeah that sounds smart you know but yeah so you love traveling and I think mm-hmm. that's what's so cool you've kept it really flexible as far yeah. as like how your how your career manifests and I feel like you've been manifesting it mm-hmm. but I know that you've spent some time you know doing bridal in California and Palm mm-hmm. Springs and mm-hmm. other places even so yeah Talk about that. Okay. So Palm Springs. Well, I hate Michigan winter. Don't want to deal with the snow. I hate being cold. It makes me angry. 
hungry. We don't get a lot of sunlight, so that really affects my mood. I get depressed. And and I started seeing all these retired people spending their winters in Florida. Like, why can't I do that? I don't want to be retired yet. I can't retire yet, but... I want to figure out a way where I can take extended periods of time and go somewhere warm to get my vitamin D and experience a different area or I kind of have a restless soul. So just to get out of town for a little while is rejuvenating. So I started thinking, okay, well, I love California. I go there like at least once a year. Might as well try and book some weddings out there so then I can stay longer. So then I started utilizing Instagram and uh, I ended up booking some weddings and made some connections with other stylists and makeup artists and got some work through them. And it's been really awesome because I can work in two different places and my vacation is almost like a working vacation, but I still have vacation time. I am doing hair and makeup for the Elopement Co. Yeah, I wanted to talk about that. Yeah, is that too, is it too soon to talk no, about? No, but I, one thing I want to say is I feel like the undertone of you having your business be a show that you take on the road is that why can't it be me? If yeah. someone's doing it, why can't it why be can't me? It, I mean, you see all these wedding photographers like traveling all over the world to shoot weddings. Like, why can't I? Yeah, I just do hair and makeup, but it's not just anything, wa- right? Someone's gonna want me. So. I just think that's so that's so empowering. I I think I sometimes think myself in the last number of years, up until recently, I I just thought things are the way they are. Mm-hmm. This is the way it is, and like not in a depressed way, but not really questioning or thinking. What well, maybe can you do maybe I could do something yeah. outside the box. So yeah. I think that's so cool, and yeah. it makes me think that my dream of having a home in Michigan and here and toggling. It might not be dreaming big enough. You want a home in Michigan? Yeah, I haven't told you this, but oh my like when you're dreaming of leaving, I'm like, my, my <laughs> summer dream is to get out there and to have a dock that Capone could jump off oh. of and swim like the prince that he is. Mm. So, but I just think it's cool and I, I just think it's awesome. So yeah, so what's this elopement? All I know is that you post beautiful pictures on what looks like the most special mm-hmm. day of someone's life mm-hmm. and it's, it appears that you're one of the only people there. So can you touch on this? Um, so a friend of mine, she's a florist, floral designer, Linnea Floral. She started the Elopement Co. And she actually officiates these elopements and she designs the floral arrangements and plans the whole thing for the couple. We encourage them to go in pretty locations, not necessarily just Grand Rapids, been down to Turkey Run State Park in Indiana, which is beautiful. Who knew that was there? I had no idea. Um, So that was cool. We did some hiking before. Typically just the couple. Sometimes they have their best friends or their parents join them, but typically it's just the couple that want to run away together and get married and don't want to deal with all the bullshit a wedding can be (laughs) and all the money. But Someone being like, I got my feelings hurt. Yeah. Of course you did. And then you never see your potential uh, best friend for life, your maid of honor ever again after the I've lost, I've lost two bridesmaids yeah. myself. So yeah, things change so things much. Change. So anyway, yeah. So I'm doing hair and makeup for the Elopement Co. And we 
have a photographer. It's just the three of us girls, and it's really awesome. We love our job. So one does the photos, one's officiating slash floral, yep. and you're the and beauty I'm doing department. The beauty. Yeah, I think a lot of people want to elope, but they also want all the pretty things. I want right? I want to elope. I don't know. Do you guys do recommitment ceremonies? Vow renewals. Val, Heck yeah. Excuse me. Vow renewals. Heck yeah, we do. We encourage that. We're going to Norway in a couple weeks for an elopement. For an elopement. Yeah, we gave away our services um, the beginning of the year, and our requirement was that it had to be outside of the Midwest. Norway was actually on my bucket list of travel destinations, and I, I'm so excited. That's I'm insane. So excited! I can't believe that this. I feel like I'm manifesting everything. Yes, I, that that is where we are going, mm-hmm, my yes. friend. So yeah, continue. We're going to freaking Norway. <laughs> We're going to freaking Norway. <laughs> probably going to cry when I get there, but our own Lisa Linnea Floral, she got married in Scotland last year and she flew the team out. And so I got to go to Scotland too. I didn't realize that this wasn't a volunteer gig, that this was actually another branch of your business. I would have added this in your bio had I known that this was, this was another extension. It's not my business. It's just, it's just badass. Yeah. I'm just, I'm so thankful and grateful that I'm a part of all these little things. Yeah. It sounds like the undertone is too like, you stay really open to yeah. what is coming, and yeah. I know that you've got something you're cooking up right now that we're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna circle back on mm-hmm. once it's confirmed. Mm-hmm. But I just yeah. feel like I, w- I want your episode to show people that whatever you want, it's if possible. you put it out there and it's possible, yeah. and like how have you what, what, how have you manifested all of this? I mean, I have a general goal and I just throw it out to the universe and I really focus on that and being positive about it and knowing that it's going to happen and I'm not picky about how it's going to happen. I don't have a definite road of how to get there, but I know it's going to happen. So when things present themselves to me, it's like, oh, that's how I'm going to travel. That's how I'm going to do more traveling is because of this job or, you know, you, you can't be too picky with how you're going to get to where you want to go and just let it happen because it's going to happen. Be positive about it and just know. Yeah. Jim Carrey has this thing he says in my favorite commencement speech that he did. And he says, tell the universe what you want mm-hmm. and let go of how it comes to pass. Yes. And I feel like that's like been the hardest thing for me is letting go of how it comes to pass because you kind of have to get down and walk through a shit storm mm-hmm. a lot of times mm-hmm. before you get to the part where you're like, holy shit, I am doing the this thing that I wanted thing. to do. Yeah. I didn't realize that I was going to have to burn, burn this mother down first. Yeah. But I think that that is is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it takes a long time to get there. Sometimes it doesn't, but it's all worth it. And not saying that it's an easy thing to get to where you're going. There's a lot of work that goes into this, but just be open to the universe and it'll provide for you. I really do feel like it provides for you. Yeah. But I also think that like one of the things I love about you is that I feel like it has to be a pure intention. Mm -hmm. So I feel like your intentions have to be just kind. Yeah. Oh, totally. Like I feel like that like when my intentions are like this would be cool for me but also I think it would help a lot of people or I think it would do good in the world or like even like what you're doing it's showing people that they could have a life that they imagine that feels like a fairy tale or feels like out of reach Mm -hmm. and 
that's doing good. Yeah. You know? So when I met you at Ember Hair Retreat, you were really passionate about breaking into the education world and having hosting your own classes, having your own content. But can you tell us about what it was like? Because from a from a glance, it looks like uh, you were just off to the races and like education and teaching in people's salons and it looked seamless from afar. So yeah, I had been thinking about it for a while and I've talked to a couple people about it that were doing the same thing. And I actually, I had a class scheduled with two other stylists in Grand Rapids. So I knew that was coming up. I was just so scared. And I think what I was mostly afraid of is what if people don't learn anything from me? What if I don't have anything to teach? Honestly, halfway through the Ember Retreat, I started getting into my own head and hearing and meeting all of these super successful independent educators. I was just, I was not confident in myself that I would do well. And I had a little breakdown. I went back to my hotel room and I cried and I'm like thinking to myself, I'm, I'm going to call them and I'm going to cancel, say I can't do it. I, I don't think I want to do this anymore. And then the next day, the last day of, or was it the last day? I don't remember. Of Ember, when we were listening to Brianna's story and then we had the panel with everyone and everybody, like I swear everybody cried. <laughs> I especially was sobbing during that talk. I realized that I can do it. And Heidi, Heidi Marie Garrett, she said a quote, I'm not going to get it right, but fear is the only thing that gets smaller as you run toward it. I use that so many you, times since yes, then. Oh my gosh, that I lost it. Like I'm like, okay, I'm doing this. I am going to do this. And I'm telling you, every retreat seriously changed my life. Mine too. I think it was amazing. I think I met you. Mm -hmm. I met Teddy, like some of my best friends. And I agree. Like I have tears in my eyes as Mm -hmm. I'm talking to you because it sounds so like cheesy to be like, change my life. I hate when we do that. It's like Hamilton didn't change your life. You're a liar. Right. But But I was. But it was so Mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. And I feel like I have that same fear about starting my podcast that I don't want to cut you off. But when when you were saying, are people going to learn anything? Is anyone going to get anything from me? And I was like, do I? It's like, I wonder if the same thing is playing in everyone's head, but like it depends on, Mm -hmm. it's just what whatever your thing you're trying to do is. Mm -hmm. But fear for me was saying the same thing. The fact that my mom went and hit golf balls at work yesterday and did that because she wanted to like invest in herself because she listened to the last episode. I'm like, fuck, if this is all this ever is, but continue because that was beautiful. Yeah. So taught a class and it was so much fun and I loved it and I caught the bug and now I'm, I've taught at a couple salons in Grand Rapids. I'm teaching one-on-one classes in my studio. It's just, it's a whole nother level of, I don't know. It's just, just passion. Yeah. Of passion and knowing it's, that I'm making a difference in someone's career and giving them a boost of confidence that they can do it too. Yeah. I it's guess been I, awesome. I kind of feel like that's like the next level of being in this industry mm-hmm. is you, you take, you've gotten so much from it. You get so much from it. And then at a certain point, if you're going to stay in the game, you got to give something back. And I think that that's kind of the secret sauce to staying in the game. Mm -hmm. And the people that I admire and the people I look up to, and you're one of those people, are people that are no longer just taking from the system and Mm -hmm. drawing from the the wealth, but are turning around and saying, like, I'm going to give back to the industry and to the career. And I think it can be different. And I think it can be better. And I think people can can do it differently. 
differently and mm-hmm. learn from the mistakes I've made yeah, and learn from exactly. me not jump ste- like stepping into all of who I am and that people can turn around and say, you know what? Yeah. I am going to get rid of that toxic client. I am going to do the thing. I am going to take that class. Mm-hmm. I am going to tell my, my, my boss, I want to be the manager here because I, I did this and you know, you learn a lot, but then you have to move on. Sometimes, sometimes it's not worth it. Yeah. But, but I, I just think that that's so cool. And yeah, just like to, to, to realize that, and Tony Robbins says it, that people that don't give back have everything else lined up. They've got the, the revenue stream. They've got all, their whole life's awesome, but the secret is giving back. And mm-hmm. I know it sounds like through your education, you're able to, to really yeah, do that. I really feel like, yeah, now's the time that I'm giving back. And it makes my heart so happy when someone like has a mind blown moment, like just by learning something from me. It's just makes me so happy. Yeah. And it's like, there's room for everyone, right? Because there are other people doing what you do, but they're not you. And that's your, that's your power. Mm -hmm. And I'm in the Midwest and they're out in California. I feel like there's a lot of cool stuff happening in the Midwest. I think, yeah. I I mean, hair camp, are you kidding? Uh, Oh my gosh. I got to get you out there as an educator. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I just feel like it's just, yeah. I mean, we can make excuses all day, every Mm -hmm. day for why we shouldn't step into the next phase of our lives or careers. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, like I just think seeing other people saying I was scared, I did it anyway. And Mm -hmm. look what came of it. Getting uncomfortable can do wonders. I like being uncomfortable and pushing myself to the limit and being scared. Like, bring it on. I think the more you do it, it's like the less scary it is. Yes, exactly. I think I still get scared, but now now I, like, and I heard something say that excitement and fear, I think it was, are the same thing. We just have attached different emotions to it. But if you think about when you're scared about something, like your heart's racing, that's the same thing you feel when you're excited. Yeah, totally. So deciding that, like, I am going to ask the phone of hair camp if he'll be on my podcast for women Mm -hmm. and I am going to do this and like I am going to walk into the dining hall here and not know people and I don't know I just think sometimes you can go wow that's a lot of growth because like the Lindsay of Ember was kind of nervous oh yeah do you remember when (laughs) when we met at the the retreat I'm not sure at what time we met but I know it was at it was at the The mixer yeah 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 so I was I think I was standing by myself holding my drink or something and you come over to me I don't remember exactly what you said, but something about how I look like I'm an introvert or something and I had a drink and like, what are we supposed to do here? Like, I don't know. (laughs) Like I was totally, I was so nervous because as an introvert, I have a hard time talking to people. I was just so relieved that you came over to me and like just started chatting away. Like, okay, cool. I like this girl. Yeah, that's awesome. I was thinking about like, when I think back to who I was at Ember, I was a a very high, high functioning, like workaholic that. Mm -hmm. That had to prove my value, and like I w- it was thinking, like if I was in a class, like I was at hair camp, they're like, whoever's done first wins a prize. My ass would have been through that mannequin head faster than you could say <laughs> boil. But I was thinking about Ember, and I remember I got there, and I said to Jamie, I was like, "There's a game. I'm, I'm late. I'm not going to win." <laughs> and she looked at me like, um, "Hello, no one's winning. No, it's, a, win. it's a meet and greet. <laughs> so people can meet each other." And I think about like who you are and the things you've stepped into since Ember, and, yeah. and me, like I don't have to be the winner. I don't have to be the first one. I don't have to keep 
proving my my worth through yeah. producing work or life or like I cannot be the winner mm-hmm. and I could still be okay and I could st- I could actually be happier mm-hmm. and I remember just being there being like son of a bitch no one told me that there was a game <laughs> and like I would have come early and I would have I w- and like I remember thinking like they were like have you ever done this and I remember just so proudly being like I've done the marathon I bet you no one else here's done a marathon oh. and realizing now like who gives I a fuck I think you were the only one that did. <laughs> But like, who cares, right? Like, yeah. Like, but like, that was a big part of my identity. It's like, what can we strap an identity to that will show yeah. prove people my worth, right? And now I'm kind of like, yeah, I like doing yoga with Adrian. Ten minutes mm. feels good. <laughs> yeah, it's just a, it's a it's just a change of Different like mindset. Mindset, mm-hmm. yeah. But um, I'm really glad that I went over to you and yeah, me too. I think that <laughs> the last thing I would like to say is that like you never realize the thing that you do for other people. It might seem small. Mm-hmm. But I think over the years, I've gotten, you know, like someone will be like, hey, I don't know if you remember doing this, but when you did this, like I was having a day that sucked and and you came over to me and and you just smiled and said, come on, friend, let's go. And like, you don't realize that like the little things you're doing for people or, you know, I saw a friend that does hair that we were doing marathon training together a number of years ago. And I remember saying to her, like, I thought, oh, she probably thinks I'm a jerk because I didn't like the group and there's other hairstyles in it. And like, not all hairstyles are nice. You know, some of them are competitive. Mm And I remember saying to her, like, we we were talking about hair and she was being mentored and in a training program. And I was like, yeah, it was like, you know, like just chatting. And we ran a couple days together and didn't realize we both did hair in the same community and we're both colorists. Mm-hmm. And this person behind me starts chiming in going, you know, I, I, you can't, there isn't a natural color hair color line. And I was like, Jesus, are you, are you listening to us back there? You know, like, hello, how about you introduce yourself? And then I remember I, I saw her years later last weekend and she's like, Hey, I want to just tell you that, you know, that group, we were in they weren't that nice and you saying to you saying to me like don't worry about them like let's just do us mm-hmm. that I I left there with she the attitude of she kind of thinks I'm a shit talker <laughs> and I thought you know she's a nice person and I got a little bit of sass in me and I can't turn it off I feel I wish it'd be easier sometimes but then <laughs> she years later said you maybe realize like yeah like they weren't they weren't that nice and they were kind yeah. of elitist and they weren't cool and I was like they weren't cool no and they weren't nice and you were I don't have you and she took something from that and yeah so I just think be you because you never know who you're giving permission to to be like yeah I didn't like how that made me feel or if she's saying she doesn't like that or just yeah just be yourself because that's your power that's your gift Mm -hmm. what one piece of advice tip would you like to leave everyone with that you wish maybe you had learned earlier in your career but it took taking the journey you've taken to learn it take life as it comes and if something bad happens don't look at it as a failure or something bad just take it and flip it around and do something better life is quite a journey you don't know where you're going to end up you don't know what things are going to happen to you and this is something that I've learned the last seven years is you can envision a life that you think you want but kind of let life unfold before you don't oh I have a quote that I'd like to interject the quote is my life's ended many days Mm. and I wake up the next morning and I'm butchering it but with with a new life my life's ended many times and you get up again and you turn it into the life you want and I sometimes think that 
yeah, you having a vision for your life or someday I'll do the things I want to do. But I was talking to someone the other day and they were saying like, when I retire, like I can't travel like I want to because I'm going to be on a fixed income. And it made me think about how we're all kind of at times living these like, like just kind of like in theory, when I'm doing this, I'll be this person instead of being like right here, right now, I can have more of the things I want today. Yes. And I can go the places I want to go and I can incorporate my hobbies or like, don't wait till you're retired to get a hobby or to go on a trip or you could die the day you retire. Exactly. So I feel like that's kind of what you're saying is like, don't be so rigid and like let go of the idea of what you think your life's supposed to look like. Because Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just feel like when I've done that, I'm like pleasantly surprised. Let go of the veneer that you have for your Mm -hmm. life and just like live. Or that other people set up for you, you know, all the other, this is how you're supposed to live. This is what your life is going to be like. Get married, have kids, work, retire, you know, not everybody is going to have that life. And I think I was stuck. I didn't realize that I could have a really great life and not follow in those footsteps. Like I had no idea that I could be so happy with where I am now after going through all the stuff that I went through. Yeah. And realizing that it doesn't have to look like other people. Yeah. I don't know. All I know is I wanted to be a hairstylist and people would be like, no, you don't want to do that. That's now, not a real job. This will be fun for a couple of years and then you'll go back to school and you'll do yeah, something. Yeah, go back to school. Yeah. Well, school. 14 years later, Instagram, being a hairstylist is actually yeah. cool now. Yeah. I mean, Heck yeah, it is. Yeah. We're living the dream. Well, thank you for coming on and sharing about your story and just being so authentic about you know the journey you're on and we will be having an update here yes, soon. Something exciting is probably coming. But like most things in the universe and staying flexible for us to share that prior to it being stated by the universe yes. that it's the right direction, it, it would be it would be it would be wrong. Yeah. We'll we'll save it for later. Yeah. All right. Well we'll be checking back in with you. Okay. For an update. Thank you so All much. Right. Bye. Bye.